All right. So this week we are discussing a 2019 crime thriller. Uh, this movie starts off with anxiety mm. and carries it through. The anxiety builds. This is a movie about um, not being satisfied with what you have, always looking forward to the next big score. Trying to win. Trying to win. And trying to find the way in which you win. Yes. From the perspective of a sleazy, gambling-addicted jewelry salesman in the in the Diamond District of New yes. York City. Yes. And kind of from the perspective of a former NBA All-Star. Yes. And superstar. Yes. So, you say a lot of things about this movie. I said a couple things. And it causes a lot of anxiety. Yes. And it's stressful. And it showcases a typecast actor in a new light. Yes. But none of that matters. The question is, but is it good? Let's talk about that this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hello. Hello, Hunter. Welcome to episode 31. Stinky little Hunter. <laughs> you stinky puppy. <laughs> Hello, puppy. You stinky All little right, cool. puppy. It is Sunday evening. Yeah. It is episode 31. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week we're doing a one-off. Because I didn't listen to Zach last week. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We'll 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 get there. Uh, so this week, uh, Zach suggested that we do a film that is uh, critically beloved, but audience scored. They didn't. It's hit I or miss. Say that they hated it, but they either loved it or were like this is not for me. Yeah, I mean, some people hated it. Yeah. Uh, I watched this with my family, mm -hmm. and I was the only one that liked it. Yeah, I, I I liked it. <laughs> I'll 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 give my thoughts on it in a second. Okay. Um, Hannah, my wife watched the last maybe thirty minutes with me. <laughs> she didn't like it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, when when I suggested this film, yeah, uh, I I texted you. I got a weird little weird looks from her. <laughs> and I said, Hannah will hate this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we are doing uh, 2019's Uncut Gems, mm -hmm. um, which is carried by Adam Sandler. Um, we get some interesting casting choices, but we have also Lakeith Stanfield, who was great. Uh, We've Julia done multiple Lakeith Stanfield yes, films. Julia Fox. We have Kevin Garnett, yes. <laughs> who's in this. Yeah. Adina um, Menzel, also who, known as Elsa. Elsa, I was about to say. That's the, I, I saw her. I was like, what is she from? She's Elsa. Mm -hmm. And then Eric uh, Bagasson. Bagasson? Now we will get into this film. And then The Weeknd, as well. Also. We, will, we will go very in depth. In a spoiler-related tirade about this yes. this film, but first we need to the news? do the news segment. Give me a theme song, please. When you need the news, when you want the news, when there's nothing that you want but the news, Hunter <laughs> Shinde, he's gonna give you the news. Got nothing to lose. Got nothing to lose yeah. but the news. <laughs> If you lose the news, then what are you doing? Listen to us. <laughs> We're talking about the news. 
I'm off beat, but that's okay. Doesn't matter. It's avant garde. It's sweet. There it is. Yeet. Yeah, there it is. Sweet. Thank you for that incredible uh, piece of art. You Always. Just me. I spend um, about 35 hours a week mm-hmm. just practicing what I'm going to do for in, in this w- in in that week's hundred shindig theme song. Theme song. I yeah. love it. Cool. I actually have a decent amount of news that I'm going to, some things I'm just going to speed through. Some things uh, we might have a discussion about briefly. Uh, And when we talk about something briefly, it takes about 20 minutes. So, um, yeah, brief. But cool. First thing, uh, and these are in no particular order. So, you know, forgive me, just kind of however I I stumble upon it. It's not so much how, like, when it comes out, it's whenever I see it. Sure. I saw that the live-action remake of The Little Mermaid has wrapped filming. Okay. Do you care? I don't have an opinion, man. Yeah? <laughs> Remember the whole backlash about the actress who was cast as Ariel? Um, no. Did How they cast a black girl as Ariel, and everyone's like all pissed about it. Oh, did did they undo that? or did No, they no, no. Okay. It's, they stuck with okay, it, great. which I think, why would, I mean, if they reneged, come on, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um. I bet she'll do great. I don't really care about the live action remakes personally. Sure. Um, I think. I'm trying to think. I, I saw Mulan. It was pretty good. I think Beauty and the Beast was 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 good. You think, or did did you I see mean, it? I mean, I've I've seen it. I saw the The Lion King remake. It was fine. Like, but it's not anything new to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not getting yeah. me something not, like, like a new experience. These are the same story. It's literally, sometimes it's like shot for shot, the same movie. Okay. It's not like, so like Cruella was a different story. Yeah, about least. a character that we know. No, these are like, it's the same movie, just real life. Which, I mean, like when Hollis gets older, he might watch those. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get that, but like, I, I would have shown him the old ones. You yeah. know what I mean? It, if it, this these kind of things to me, f- they feel like money grabs, you know. Well, Which, I mean, they probably are. <laughs> whiskey, you will not step on my keyboard whiskey, again. Come here, come here, whiskey. You will not. She is. She's wanting love. It. We're not at the whiskey shot, so we'll save it. But uh, <laughs> man, she wants some attention today. She does. Uh, cool. So that's that. That's one. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm I'm sure I'll see it. If you hear squeaking, I'm adjusting my mic. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I apologize. Um, okay, now, uh as speaking of raps filming, we also learned uh that Black Adam has wrapped filming. They've wrapped? They've wrapped, they're done. In the can. Huh. Yeah. Uh but there's a a, a few things related to Black Adam that I want to touch on. First off is that they wrapped. He there's a a, a nice video of Dwayne the Rock Johnson talking to his his crew mm-hmm. on the last day of filming. His crew. Um, yeah, he's the producer of it. So yeah, pretty oh, much. I didn't. <laughs> can you tell <laughs> that I am unplugged? He's been making this thing happen for like ten years now. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, he gave like ten grand to his to some crew members. They do like a drawing. I think that's that's tight. Good for him. It's tight. But he gave us a picture of uh, the back. Of Black Adam's suit, we see mm-hmm. the first little teaser of Black Adam's suit, um, and it uh, looks tight. I mean, it looks it does look it's, it looks it looks extremely looks very tight, tight. Um, but it looks. I think he even mentioned in his Instagram post it's very intricate and very detailed, which I expect nothing less. Yeah, in fact, it looks so tight 
it almost looks painted on. I know it's not. Like, I know yeah. he's wearing a suit, but it, it is, like, form-fitting. What's man. interesting, though, is that in his caption, he even made a comment about it. He said, this is not your typical Hollywood, like, muscle pad suit. Right. Because um, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need <laughs> it. This dude's massive. Uh, but I'm excited for this. I, You know, he loves the character, and he's been trying to bring it to the screen for, like, a, literally a decade. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I think it'll be, I mean, I'm excited for it. Um, we get a really cool cast of characters. I don't, I don't know if you know all this, but like Cyclone and like the Doctor Fate is in it with who's uh, Pierce Brosnan. Okay. Um, now the Justice I, Society of America. Is can in I it. ask you a question about you, the film? You can't ask me a question. Yes. Is this supposed to be like uh, uh, an origin story? Yes. Or I believe yes? so. I believe so. Okay. So this is like back in the day because in uh, uh, Shazam. We see it's like a fight, like way back when, of uh, the wizards versus the deadly yeah. sins or whatever, and we see like a, a, a the little teaser. image of Black yeah. Adam, right? And that was like way in the past. So I think we'll get some of that, but I think a l- some of it, some of it will take at least take place at least closer to present day. Okay, to set up like the next. Yeah, I mean, because whatever. if we're getting like the Justice Society of America, okay, that would imply America it, it exists. has to at least be after America's here. Uh, but Hawkman is in it, um, so it's cool. Now there's one real little, little rumor that has been rumored for a long time, but apparently there's some traction behind it. Who knows? Okay. Um, and that is that Henry Cavill will be making an appearance as Superman really? in Black Adam. The rumor goes even farther to say that he'll be making an appearance as Black Suit Superman. Okay. Which has major implications. Right. With I know Zack that. Justice League. That. Um Black suit Superman. I saw something. This might be in your shindig this week, mm-hmm. and this is all. I, I don't know if it's spoiler related because I think all this stuff's been retconned. So maybe, but just in case, spoilers, spoilers for things that might not actually be possibly real. Sp- possible spoilers. You want to skip forward? This is related to DC movies. Um, spoilers. I, I saw on Twitter that I don't know if it was in an interview or if he was just like tweeting out, like responding to his fans. But Zack Snyder said that the plan was for like black suit Superman to be the next two. Like like the next Justice League movie. Yep. And another movie, I think. And then like in Justice League three, he would like come back to a different suit. Yeah. So he would be so, black suit Superman for yeah, a while. So he would be black suit Superman for the like next two films. I think what I from what I understood was at the very end of the third film he returns to the blue suit. Right. Now there's actually a movement, uh it's fan funded, but somebody's making Justice League two and three, they're making a motion comic book. Okay. Interesting. I think that'll be tight. Good. Be cool for them. Another thing that I heard, and this yes. is also spoiler related, spoiler, yes. spoiler. Yes. Um, not sure if you had this on your list as well. I'm waiting to see. I might. That uh, this is really spoiler related because this is going to be like a real DC thing, apparently. That I bet I know what it is. Keep going. That uh, the Flash movie yes. is set to like alter the timeline such yep. that certain movies are literally going to be removed yes. from the timeline. So, spoilers moving forward. Um, we, yeah. This I I I don't care about. I mean, this is I don't. This is you know, DC is doing whatever the hell they want. That's fine. But the rumor is that the Flash is going to remove Batman v Superman, right? Suicide Squad one, first one, right? And Justice League from okay. the timeline. Uh, and a rumor that's been going on for a while. I'm not sure if this is true. Is that Michael Keaton's Batman is mm-hmm. going to become the Bruce Wayne of the main timeline? What? Which I think would be tight, uh, <laughs> in that he would be operating in more of a 
Nick Fury mentor type of role. Sure. Which I think is cool. It sets up a few things. It sets up a movie that people have wanted for years, and that is Batman Beyond. Okay. I don't know if you ever watched that cartoon as a kid. Uh, nope. Okay. Uh, but in that cartoon, <coughs> Bruce Wayne is older, and Terry McGinnis, who's like 20, early 20s or whatever, takes on the mantle of Batman. Um, which people have wanted that to be done for years with Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton and Robert so Pattinson. That's well. Here's the thing: My, Robert Pattinson is arguing too that he wants apparently wants to be the only Batman. This is all from we got covered. That's probably all fake. But that's in, that's interesting. And I, it's a freaking rocking chair. Um, <laughs> we are in a child's room. I think this is a way for Ben Affleck to segue out of the Batman role. She found a way to step on the keyboard. The keyboard whiskey. Sorry, continue. That's no, fine. Uh, ben Affleck's made it clear that he wants to hang up the, the cape. Um, He's he done. Which we thought that was the case, and then he came back for the Flash, so who knows. Right. Um, but that's been rumors for a long time, but someone actually did post like a like a list of like, these are the movies that are going to be in continuity. Yeah, in order. Like... So f- for me, there's two big takeaways in that, and that is that one, oh, there's three actually. One, we lose Ben Affleck, Batman. Sure. And we lose Jared Leto Joker. Right. But the biggest one that I think is that they keep Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Man of Steel hasn't been cut Which out. Which f- there's for years been rumors saying that he's done, so that's a pretty big deal. That is big. Um, But who knows, man? I don't care. I mean, I, cool. I, I know <laughs> I, I care, but I'm like, at this point, like, there was an interview with, with James Gunn recently who just came out and said, like, he was like, I think DC's biggest strength, if they'll lean into it, is that they do whatever they want. Yeah. He was saying, like, you know, at Marvel, Kevin Feige's very hands-on, which this makes sense. Sure. Very hands-on and saying this is what the story needs to be because it needs to... They're creating it, a... It needs to connect to everything. It needs right. to make sense. And he was like, it was nice at DC to be like, do whatever you want. Right. And just make a film. Um. So... Yeah. Uh, I hope Henry Cavill's in Black Adam. I would be bummed if we lost Ben Affleck Batman for good because I think he's a great Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I mean, Keaton coming back, that's who would ever thought that? You know what I mean? Not me. I just would like to have an active Batman in the DC universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, and I'd be bummed as a Batman fan that the main kind of Batman is, like, retired. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be upsetting. But we're getting Robert Pattinson, so. Robat. Anything else? On this? That I think that's everything that I had. Cool. Uh, I do have one more comment, whiskey, on the Suicide Squad. Just since we're on DC, um, that movie comes out in less than a month, yes. actually. And the first reactions have been very good. Okay. Saying that it's just the most James Gunn movie, insane, fun. Yeah. Sad, happy, scary, crazy, insane, like in- insanity. Cool. Um, which I'm excited for, and also they did a little teaser and they showed two more villains from the Batman rogues gallery. Um, one of them, I can't remember his name is very minor. And then one of them, uh, Sean Gunn, his brother is playing calendar man. <laughs> Perfect. So I think James Gunn just took like the most ridiculous characters. That's my characters. arch nemesis is the yeah, calendar. The calendar man. I'm like, oof, where'd the year go? <laughs> For real, man, it's freaking July. I was supposed to lose 20 pounds, not gain it. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Let's do a couple little Marvel tidbits. Okay. Real quick, whiskey. I swear to God, um, you threw her on that chair. I she, watched. She you. jumped. I saw you. Your hands um, move towards the chair. One minor uh, spoilers. Well, not minor, but spoilers moving forward for this. I'm not going to get in detail, but I finished Loki. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. 
Uh, rank the three shows. For Loki's me. first. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say Loki, WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier. Okay. Cool. Uh, because I think and it's not really their fault, but there's a there's a whole subplot that I think was cut out of Falcon and Winter Soldier at the last minute, and you can kind of tell sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the most Marvel. Then how do you even know what it is? Well, because it was about a virus, and then I think they cut it out last year because they were like, "That's too real." Well, I mean, war war is real, and they've they've it been is. leaning into that one for a while. But my issue with the Falcon Winter Soldier, which I love the arc of Sam becoming the new Captain America. I love that. Um, it just, it feels the most like a Marvel movie to me. Okay. And I mean that in a, I don't want to say a bad way, but it's like, I've seen this. Okay. And I mean, WandaVision was very different. Loki got crazy. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen any of them. I just know that uh, on Twitter, there has been an image of uh, a crocodile. With oh yeah. A Loki helmet it's, on. It's not a crocodile. It's alligator Loki. Okay. Well, they've been calling it like croaky. It's not. It's alligator Loki. Well, Twitter is wrong, I guess. They are wrong. We're going to have to tell uh, But also, back, I mean, like, last, how, I think it was no, the wintertime or whatever, Kevin Feige said that the shows want to have big implications for the MCU movies because they want the movies to be the big things. Bullshit. Loki sounds like it was uh, very... Huge implications. Yeah. The final reveal of the, of the villain was massive. Now, where... Wh- where is this in the time? Like, when does Loki take place? In it the takes timeline? place whenever. Uh, exactly. Okay. They go all over the timeline. Okay, but help me... But the Loki at the start of the show is 2012 Loki. Avengers Loki. Is it when, uh, like, he finds the... Like, the Tesseract gets dropped and he just, like, grabs yep. it and disappears? Is that's, that, like, the start of Loki? where it takes off, yep. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Because uh, the reason I was asking is because in... Uh, Infinity War, he... He dies. He dies. And that's a really powerful part in Loki, the show, because he sees that, like Loki sees it. Huh. It's really interesting. Um, so he knows it's going to happen, which has implications because... Uh, that's crazy. I'm, this is blowing my mind because... You, you need to watch Loki. In Infinity War, it seemed like he was perfectly content with it happening, which was weird because it's like, why didn't you do anything? You're like the fucking trickster god. Now it kind of makes sense. Well, hold sense. on. Have you seen the picture of Richard E. Grant in the ridiculous Loki costume? Yeah. Okay. Can I spoil something for you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Sure. I don't want to if you want to watch it. Yeah, I would spoil it. Yeah. You I'm sure? going to watch it anyways. Yeah. That His Loki, the old Loki, uh-huh. is the, the theory. Well, not theory is confirmed, but it's he's. What if Loki survived Thanos? Okay. It's he, a theory or is it well, no, it's, reality? It's confirmed in the show. He says, I projected myself so well that Thanos couldn't tell and I was hiding in the back. And oh, so, so he didn't actually die. And in, in that timeline, he becomes the, the ridiculous, it's called classic Loki. Yeah, it's crazy. It's in crazy. In that timeline or in this timeline? In that, it's a different timeline. Oh, okay. So it's crazy. But in this timeline, he's dead. What do you mean you don't in, know? In the in-game timeline, on the sacred timeline, he's yeah. dead. But okay. the sacred timeline... Doesn't matter anymore. Doesn't matter anymore. Which uh, everyone's coming back. Leads up to Doctor Strange, but we had the reveal of spoiler, 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 spoiler. Uh, Kang, although he was never actually explicitly named Kang in the show, he's named He Who Remains, who is more of a take on the Immortus character, who's a version of Kang in the comic books. So, well, but He Who Remains is not Kang in the comic books. He Who Remains is, is not Kang. No. 
So why would they name him Kang? Because right? it's just sort of like, well, hold on a second. He's in the comic books. Kang has various names, right? And in but the it's show, also various uh, versions of Kang, like variants of him. Yes, yes. And so, so in that's the not sh- Kang. in the show, true. In the show, based on his suit, he was more of the Immortus version of Kang. Mm-hmm. He's more. Uh, he's not quite as like sinister, if you will. Um, but at the end, they see the statue of. Him and he's in his king. The king he's, he, he's in his king, the conqueror suit. Suit. So Armor. I'm hyped for it. I'm hyped for it. Um, okay, real quick, we're going too <laughs> long in the stuff. Uh, I thought that was the last thing. <laughs> no, Don Cheadle's getting an Emmy for not for a minute and a half of screen time. He's getting an Emmy, or he got no- a nomination. Uh, nomination. What the hell? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen it, but um, he's in like. The second scene of the it's entire like a, series. Yeah, it's like a. It's uh, literally ninety. It's seconds. like a ca- a callback scene, and that's it, yeah, right? He's literally in it for like ninety five seconds. Mm. Which even Don Cheadle even said, "I don't get it either." Right. So that's ridiculous. Um, I had one more thing about Mark Wahlberg, but I don't think it matters. Say it. I said he's a madman. Mark Wahlberg. He went on a diet where he had to eat eleven thousand calories a day, and he had to gain like thirty something, forty pounds of fat in like three weeks. <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> I was just saying it looked it seemed interesting. Uh but the final final thing is also uh Did you say he's a madman or a bad man? A, ma- a madman. Okay. I, he's probably a good dude, I don't know. He's also a bad man. He's he's like uh back in the nineties he like got arrested for a hate crime because he like beat the shit out of some like Chinese oh guy. Oh my god, really? Or like some Asian Marky Mark. Asian man and uh like yeah. Wow. So. <laughs> <laughs> the damn <bad> things. <laughs> He's a mad bad man. He's a mad bad um, man. So this is going to be part of my shindig, but also it's going to be uh, ne- our next series. Um, Space Jam 2 mm-hmm. was released. We would have done it this week, but I forgot that it came out. Yeah, so what happened was in, in, in last week's episode, mm-hmm. I was we were talking about movies coming out soon, mm-hmm. and we were talking about the Suicide Squad, and I said, well, you know, Space Jam 2 is coming out this week. Mm-hmm. It just went in one ear, and and it came out the other ear. So I texted Zach last night at like nine o'clock. Should we have done saying, Space Jam? Hey, should we week? do Space Jam? <laughs> <laughs> so our next series, we're gonna do it backwards. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and watch Space Jam uh, two, mm-hmm. and that'll be next week's episode. And then following that, we're gonna go back to the classic of this MJ Space Jam, right? Uh, and review that one. So that's our next. Series, um, but the reviews for Space Jam Two are not great. Well, the the critic reviews are not great. It's not doing so hot. Thirty-one percent. Thirty-one percent. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, but that's what we're doing. Uh, but that I think that's it for me this week. Cool. It's my shindig. Zach, do you have any shindigs? Or well, I mean, I just kind of you just said it. Yeah, we, we. You know what? Now that I think about oh, it, oh god, this is my shindig. <sighs> So earlier this week, you texted me because I wanted to do something else. What did I want? I wanted to do pig, right? Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> I still want to do pig. And you said that you didn't have time to go to the theater and see a new movie. I didn't. So at that point, I was thinking, well, he wouldn't be able to do Space Jam either. Maybe. that's what, That was what my logic was. That's why I didn't push the, sp- the Space Jam. I would have just watched Space, Space Jam on HBO Max. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. That was Zach's shindig. He was only kind of right. 
you make a valid point. Yeah, I literally had to watch Squeeze Uncut Gems, and I finished it like 20 minutes ago. So, on no, that that's not true, because we started this less than 20 minutes ago, so I finished it like an hour ago. On that point, yes, um, I've seen this film twice. Okay. I know this is a little unorthodox, but I think it'd be really funny for you to do the movie in a minute, okay. since it's like <laughs> fresh in your All brain, right. and this is such an anxiety-provoking film. Okay, cool. And then we can trade, like, uh, I'll do Space Jam 2 or something. But first, hold on, do we have any whiskey shots? She is. <laughs> she finally calmed down. <laughs> she, she, well, she's she's relaxing now, but she was active w- when I when I got here. She, I had my hands just sitting down here, mm-hmm. you know, like in I don't know, just like have my hands somewhere, like hanging between my legs, and she was just like biting my fingers, like going crazy. What's she doing? You ready to take a shot? Okay. She purring. I can hear her purring over here. Sweet girl. All right, we have our shots of actual alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. In three, two. <laughs> Why am I counting down? I Take a shot. Ugh. <sighs> Warm. <laughs> We're old and un- uncool these days. All right, I guess I'll give this a shot. I don't remember what happens in this movie because I feel like I blacked out. Well, I mean, if you want me to do a movie in a minute, I will. I'll do it. I'll give it a shot. Okay. I'll take a gander at this thing. Okay. Let me get a, a timer pulled up for you. Let me know when you're ready. Let's do this. All right. Uncut Gems, movie in a minute in three, two, one. All right. We meet Howie. He's a a jewelry dealer in New York. And he's just in every sad man. He's in debt with everybody. Uh, but off the bat, as soon as he gets like 50 grand, he bets it on fucking basketball. Uh, but anyway, he meets Kevin Garnett. Uh, we also know that he's trying to get this opal stone from Ethiopia or something. Uh, and he gets the stone, gives it to KG, and then KG's like, it's magic because he can score basketball, whatever. Shit's just going terrible. Nothing's going right. His family's falling apart. He has some weird girlfriend in an apartment. Uh, and then finally, somehow he sees the weekend and they're snorting coke in the bathroom. He gets all pissed. But then he makes this huge bet on game seven of the Celtics game and uh, traps Arno, Arno in this thing and they win a million dollars. And then just kidding, as soon as he gets all the money, he gets shot in the head. He's dead. And then that's it. That's the movie. <laughs> okay. I'm starting to get an impression of what you think of this film. You didn't like Julia? You said weird girlfriend. I, I didn't li- I liked her sometimes. I thought Julia was great. There's one scene where I didn't like her at all. Okay. Which which we'll get to. Okay. But let's run down this this these these credits real quick and sure. then I'll give you my first impression of this movie. This film was directed by the Safdie brothers. Josh, Josh and, and Benny. Benny. Shout out to them. They've done other things. Uh, while you're looking that up, I'm going to tell you who it was written by. It was written by Ronald Bronstein and the Safdie brothers. They've done uh, a film called Good Times. Oh, or, I heard, or, heard or, that's or amazing. Good Time, uh, Heaven Knows What, Lenny Cook, Daddy Longlegs, The Pleasure of Being Robbed. I haven't seen any of those. No, well, actually, The Pleasure of Being Robbed was just Josh. But I've heard that Good Time. Is, Benny that, is that the that one, one with Robert Pattinson? Good Time? Yeah. Uh, it is I heard that's starring amazing. Robert Pattinson. I heard that's really good. And in fact... Um, at first, this is a, a fun fact for this film. 
uh, Adam Sandler wasn't on board to do this film. Mm-hmm. His wife watched a good time and said, you need to work with them. Wow. And then he signed on to this film. Uh, that was produced by Scott Rudin, Ellie Bush, and Sebastian Bear McClard. Mm-hmm. We went through the, the cast already. Uh, Zach, who was the cinematographer? Darius Con- Conji. I think so. Edited by Ronald Bornstein and Benny Safdie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Lopatin did music. Um, came a- out. Oh wait, what were you saying? I was just gonna say A twenty four. Uh, distributed. Yep, and as it's on Netflix now. Was mm-hmm. it a Netflix original? I don't think so, because oh. uh, we had to rent it when we watched oh, it. Oh, gotcha. Okay, cool. It was ago. released August 30th of 2019 at the Telluride Festival, released in the U.S. December 13th later that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, 135 minutes, which is two hours <laughs> and 15 minutes. I thought it was an hour and a half for some reason. Uh, they <laughs> could have gone to my shindig. Um, and it the budget was $19 million, made $50 million. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cool. So this is Uncut Gems. Zach, shall we jump in? I hand this over to you officially. I think we should jump in. So there's a couple things that I want to discuss. Yes. Uh, first and foremost, did you know that Tilda Swinton was in this film? She just had a voice role. Oh. Do you know who she was? No. She was, is she the auction chick? Yeah, the one on the phone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Tilda Swinton. That's funny. Cool. So cool. I thought that was cool. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, the Weeknd's in this film. The Weeknd. Trinidad James is in this film. Yep. He's an Atlanta-based rapper. Yep. And when they are, when the uh, NBA Finals game is starting, the last one, where with the big bet, at the beginning of the game, did you notice the song that was playing, like while they were doing like the hype video and stuff? I feel like I did in the moment, but I forgot what it was. It is Hard in the Paint. Mm. Do you know? Do you remember who that song is by? No. Waka Flocka Flame. Waka. Another Atlanta-based rapper. Or is he like an Athens rapper? I think he's Atlanta. I don't know. Okay. But this takes place in 2012, right? Yes. Does this make sense? Yes. Originally, it was planned... Sorry, I'm going through all my... You're good. <laughs> ...little trivia moments. Yeah, yeah. Originally... Trivia. Uh, this was supposed to be like a present-day film. And uh, instead of Kevin Garnett being like the NBA superstar that was, you know, buying the jewelry and stuff, mm-hmm. it was slated to be Joel Embiid. Huh. Uh, filming got pushed back. That would have been interesting. It would have been interesting. Huh. I think he's a he's a cool personality, yeah. personally. I mean, I know he's sort of a villain in Atlanta <laughs> uh, since hey, the we playoffs. beat the Sixers. We did. I've got nothing against him. We did. He bullied us a lot. Though. Yeah. I mean, like he he's a he's a great center. Yeah, you know, yeah. And he, oh, yeah. he had his way with us for for most of the games. Um, but filming got pushed back, and the season was starting, so they had to get a retired NBA mm. superstar. They got Kevin Garnett. Which uh, I thought Kevin Garnett was great. I think I this actually, is his first film. Yeah, he did great. I was wondering, I was like, is this stuff real? Did he actually buy an Opal <laughs> Rock in 2012? <laughs> no, but it is interesting how they fit stuff in there because, uh, spoiler alert to anyone who wasn't paying attention back in 2012, the Celtics won that series. Yep. You know, they win game seven. Uh, and in the interview, I don't know if you caught this, but he's talking about like his mindset they asked him about like his mindset in the game and he was like you know i just got to a point where it was just me and the rock uh and the rock being the basketball yeah but it makes it sound like it was that's funny the uncut gem that he yeah, bought. you yeah, know what yeah, i mean that's so, funny uh they they added that in there there was also uh uh doc rivers did a yep. voiceover uh the like halftime speech yeah, or whatever yeah. you know where he talks about we're like cockroaches which yeah, I thought was that's interesting. crazy but uh we can jump into the movie now yeah i've gotten a lot of the trivia stuff out of the way, so. man. So can I tell you my first my first reaction? 
Tell me your first reaction, because I think I know what it is. Well, what's your I guess? I think it's just going to be, huh? What's your guess? I think my guess is that your first reaction is going to be, and by the way, this is going to be an explicit episode, I think. Yeah, probably. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be your, your first impression. My first reaction, I think, I'm, I'm not sure if I said this to you in text, mm-hmm. is that this is a masterfully made film. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did an incredible job at provoking the emotion that Howie, I don't know. I think it's Howard. I don't know if he goes by Howie. Someone calls he? him Howie. Howard, whatever his last name is. I think Julia whatever. might call him Howie. Cause this film makes you feel like Howard does. They do a great job at it. Yeah. Um, the acting is incredible. There's only one scene where I thought this is, I don't, for some reason it felt odd to me. Uh, but it, I texted you this. I said it didn't even feel like acting. It was the pacing was incredible. The deliver mm-hmm. like the blocking, the delivery, like it just felt so natural. Sure. It was amazing. But I could never watch it again and be fine. <laughs> this is almost uh, like this is like the the revenant for me. Yeah. Where like I've watched it and I'm glad I've seen it, but I don't want to ever watch it again. Yeah. This movie gave me a heart attack <laughs> more than once. And then at the end I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Oh. This is a slight spoiler at the very end. When he was going to, to that tip off, I was like, "Oh God, what?" I uh, yeah, I don't know why. Uh, of all the things that you, I mean, I'm not a gambler. Why would you bet on that? But of all the things that you could put on a parlay, why would you bet on the tip? Like that can go to anybody. That's about the refs well, throw no, too. It's 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 either center. Well, no, I know that, tip. but I'm saying like like on the refs throw. I've seen a seven foot center get out jumped by a. Six foot five forward, sure, or whatever. I don't know, guard, whatever they are. Now they're all over six foot five, right? Because of the th- ref's throw matters, like all these things matter. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, dude. I thought for sure he was gonna miss it, just get shot right there. An- anxiety like- provoking for sure. Now, I will say that <laughs> the the basketball centered scenes in this film mm-hmm. that is exactly what playing fantasy sports is like. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even really enjoying the game, you're just like wanting your player that you. I mean, in fantasy sports, you're betting on them because they're on your team. They're going to yeah. give you points, and you're going to either win or lose your matchup. You want them to get the ball and score. <laughs> that's, so that's all you want, right? I have only been a part of one league. Yeah. <laughs> because Zach, Did you get second place? I thought I won. Did, Did I win? You I might think have I won. won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you probably won. Zach uh, convinced me to join his fantasy football league because he needed an extra player. We needed another body. So, And I notoriously hate fantasy sports. So my rule was, okay, cool, but you're in charge of my team. I I <laughs> I advised, and I helped you with lineups. Yeah. I did not fully take over your. I team. didn't do anything. What are you, what are you talking about? I told you. Modest. I told you what transactions to make. Yeah, and I just did them. You I pushed didn't. the buttons, <laughs> but I ended Don't up. Don't make it sound like I ran. I ended the up team. winning the, the whole league my very first yeah. time. <laughs> yep. Anyway, good for me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, I. <laughs> within like the first f- however many minutes I was like it's it's implied that he's heavily in debt right to Arno but also like everybody else mm-hmm. and this dude gets like 25k sure and immediately goes and bets it right and then he gets 21 more thousand dollars and immediately goes and bets it well so it, it I'm like bro what are you doing from the the Opening scene of this film, we go back and forth between like, like a, uh, I don't know, something good 
like a blessing, something that's like given to you that yeah. could be used to like help solve, you kind of so- like get yourself straight. Right. right. And then something bad happening. Yeah. Your vice. Yeah. Back and forth. Hold on. Actually, sorry. The first thing we see in this movie is someone's fucking bone sticking out. Yeah. Oh my god. Sorry. I'm. I'm. I'm not gonna cuss <laughs> that much in this episode. But good <laughs> lord. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. He. Uh, and then someone's looks, colon. It looks well. <laughs> so it looks as if uh, we're in Ethiopia, right? Yep. And it looks as if uh, a mine shaft has collapsed because a guy comes out and his legs all messed up. All the workers are yelling at all the like yeah. foremen, mm-hmm. and then these two miners like sneak in there and and try to go find something while they're not being supervised. Basically, I don't know if you noticed, but like when they go in the the collapsed cave, you can see like pieces of like clothing like sticking out from like a crack. So I assume people are like crushed in there. Really? Yeah. I didn't even notice that. But anyways, so they go up there and they find a giant uncut black opal. Yeah. Like giant. Yep. That um Howard thinks is valued at about a million dollars. We find out that he was overestimating a little bit. By a lot. Uh a little bit. By about nine hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Eight hundred thousand dollars. Um but you know when y- he 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 wants the next big win. So we look into the. Uh, this is a beautiful sequence to me because we look into the the diamond and we see all the facets of the diamond. Yeah. Or the opal. It's sorry. a really it's beautiful. It's a stone. really really cool transition. It transitions into like the universe and the yep. stars and the cosmos and all yep. that, and then it transitions into <laughs> Howard's colon. Yeah. So he's getting a colonoscopy and he has mm-hmm. a, uh, a growth that needs to be examined. Right. Yep. Already, we are. Our focus is is intentionally drawn towards his mortality and like the yeah. fact that oh, is, is there something wrong with him? Is yeah. he sick? Is that why he's going to do crazy stuff in this movie? Because I mean, everyone's pretty confident he's going to do crazy stuff in this movie based on like the, the trailer, right? Um. And then, is he worried about that? No, no. he's he's already talking. He's wheeling and dealing. Yeah. Kevin Garnett's coming into his store. He's putting money. Uh, on this bet at with the bookie that he meets at the restaurant, I Gary. guess that's like his bookie, yeah. right? And it's like it's like a, a I mean, he is doing stuff where it's like this is. Excuse me. It's stuff that is like the the worst thing you can do in mm-hmm. a sense. That he's sending pictures of money to his debtor, Arno, saying, "I've got your money." Literally minutes before he walks into see Gary and he bets that money away. Right, because like, it's about the thrill, right? Yeah, like, wh- what? What's he doing? Like, I, I texted you, like, I think, like, eight minutes in, I was like, this guy's a madman. He's a mm-hmm. madman. Like, this is already just, he's just too much, man. Um, mm-hmm. We've got all these gambling debts. Yeah, I mean, he's ugh. He's in the throes of, like, uh, him and his wife have agreed to divorce after Passover. Yep. He has a strained relationship with his girlfriend and employee. Julia. Julia. Yep. Uh, I thought... The actor that played Julia, whose name is Julia Fox, mm. did a great job. This is her first film. Yes, so I'll, I'll really. What's the scene? Yeah, first this film? is the first film that she. So I was going to say, there's only one scene where I thought this. I don't know if it was her part. Okay. But it was when he like breaks down and he's like crying and stuff. Yeah. And she's like sort of crying. For yeah. some reason, for some reason, that part was like. Just for a little bit, kind of went on the road. I was like, "This does this feels a little campy." Um, okay, but it's funny because you when mean it, like it felt like she was faking. Or? It felt like it was either because she might have been faking. But see, here's the thing: it right? felt like either she couldn't cry and it was bad acting, 
Or, and I thought this, I thought maybe this is perfect. This is the character. Maybe it felt like yeah. Julia was trying to be like, oh my gosh, I'm sad too. Like, right. I mean, that's what I, that's what it came across to he's me. He's like, he's like, nothing's happening. Like nothing's going good. I'm so, I'm so messed up. I've messed up. I'm sad. And the first thing Julia says is like, oh, but I'm really upset too. And it's like, right. So I did think maybe she's just like trying to be like, oh, uh, yeah, I got your name tattooed in my butt. <laughs> and he's like, why would you do that? Why yeah. would you? <laughs> I'm not worth um, it and all that stuff. So that's with that caveat uh, saying, like, that might have been on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but the cast is great, dude. The cast, I mean, is, the cast is incredible. Yes. Adam Sandler does an incredible job. I don't usually like his movies. Oh, yeah. But so he that was, doesn't, a, that he was doesn't, another thing. Yeah, you he doesn't said, play this, these kind of characters either. I'm looking forward to seeing this film because yeah. I don't like Adam Sandler. I don't like Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. It's sort of like Will Ferrell to me or to Hannah. Like, it's just too much. It's too. You don't like Will Ferrell? I, I like some of his stuff. Um, you don't like Will Well, it's just sometimes Ferrell? it's like like Anchorman 2. Like, I liked it. Then it just, like, went off the rails, and it's like you're trying so hard to be okay. funny or funnier than, than, than the first time. Like, yeah. Adam Sandler's movies to me just felt... Like you're treating the audience like you're like they're an idiot. What about like Step Brothers? That's a good one. Okay, I love Step Brothers. Old school's good. Old school. Anchorman One is great. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so you don't like any Adam Sandler movies? You don't like? Uh, I'm trying to think. I've Billy Madison. Like Fifty First Dates is like Happy charming. Gilmore. Um, I don't even. I've ever seen parts. I've I've, I've seen parts of, of of Happy Gilmore. Fun fact. Uh, the, 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 his neighbor, his neighbor, who played his neighbor? <laughs> the guy who lets him in or the guy who says no? The guy who says no. No, I'm not sure. Uh, he, he, he calls him a legend though. I have a fun fact because he was supposed to play, uh, Happy Gilmore's like trainer in mm-hmm. Happy Gilmore and he, he wasn't in that movie. And then 35 years later, he finally made an appearance in an Adam That's Sandler funny. movie. That's funny. I don't know. What's his name? For so like, I'm like grown ups to me is dumb. The fact is not fun. If I don't know his name, mm-hmm. I'm gonna think about it and keep talking. It's all right. I'm just trying to think through. Like, it's sort of like Jim Carrey, where mm-hmm. um, seeing them take on a role like this is really John Amos. <laughs> is that his name? Yeah, John Amos. Yes. Um, I just think getting to actually see him act and see him really do like really good character stuff was mm-hmm. really was was really he did a great job he did a great job as a sleazy uh jewelry dealer with a yeah. gambling addiction but i'm just saying like i mean that sounds bad but yes but i'm saying like also the script was incredible the mm-hmm. pacing the way that the direction was amazing we're like i mean the first time we walk into his shop like everyone's talking at once but you can understand what everyone's saying it's incredible right. it really is incredible right and it's like he never gets a moment to breathe. No, that's and neither the thing. do we. That's the thing is that right? as soon as he walks into his shop, it doesn't stop. It right. never stops until he's in his desk by himself and he breaks down. Right. Like he literally, like it's constant. Just he's getting a phone call. Ha- this oh is my happening. Goodness. He's having to do with this problem while trying to like put out this fire. Yes. And he's walking and he's on the phone and Julia's there and she's like, baby, I just want to talk. And he's like, not now. Yeah. And she, he like throws the milkshake at her, which I thought was mean. Yep. I thought he was mean in that moment. But also, so like, like... All that kind of stuff is constantly happening. Yeah, what's funny is that it's like he... But he does it with such... This confidence that's paper thin. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he will do things where I'm like, you're absurd. Yeah. Like, like, like when he's trying to get the... His Opal's auction appraisal bumped mm-hmm. up. 
Tilda Swinton, I guess. Yeah. I said, Anne, I think her name is Anne, is on the phone. We can hear her saying, like, no, this is, you're being ridiculous. Like, I'm not doing this. And while she's saying that stuff, he's going, like, awesome. That's wonderful. That's perfect. Thank you. I'll let her know. That's, thank you so right, much. Right. And then hangs up the phone before giving it back to her and says, like, so she's going to need you to do this, this. And I was like, you're crazy, <laughs> dude. Uh, like, I love that. You, you, I mean, it's it's great, but I'm like, you know that, that that's not going to work. You know, uh, recently, recently, last night I watched, because uh, my sister-in-law has never seen um, The Big Lebowski. You've seen The Big Lebowski, right? I haven't. You haven't seen The Big Lebowski? We need, to, we need to do that. I, a, I know a lot about it, but there's I There's a scene in that movie where uh, Jeff Bridges, mm-hmm. it, his rug has been peed on by these guys who were looking for another guy whose name was Jeff Lebowski, and his name is Jeff Lebowski, right? Mm-hmm. So he goes to the other guy named Jeff Lebowski's house. It's like this really rich guy, and he's like, uh, these guys were looking for you, and they peed on my rug. I'd like you to compensate me for that rug. And the guy is like, no, you're a bum. Get out. And he's just like yelling at him. He's like, the bums have lost. Get a job, sir. And he like walks out and closes the door. Uh, and <laughs> the butler guy is like, how did your meeting with Mr. Lebowski go? And he's like, oh, it was great. He told me to take any rug in the house. Yeah. And then he just like grabs a rug and leaves. Th- it, this felt like that. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, it just shows, he he's somebody who like. He's, he's playing 4D chess this whole game. Yeah. He's so obsessed with winning and yeah. getting that next big hit mm-hmm. that like he. He doesn't even let himself cherish the wins that he gets, right? True. But also he like will never lose because he won't admit it. He won't face it. He won't face any of it. Exactly. Yeah, but like I'm saying, like in the sense where it's like, <laughs> he, I think, like you said, like he has a problem, and he's fixing a that problem while making other problems. You know what I'm saying? Like it's right, and it's it's just like the I have your money. Here's a picture. See, I'm gonna bet it. The it's like what are you doing? The prime example of this is when. He, I don't even know why he lets Kevin Garnett walk out of the building with the stone in the first Dude, place. Maybe, like, actually, now that I think about it, uh, it's because he says, I feel like I'm going to put up 40 or 50 with this. But he gets the ring as collateral, and what does he do? And he pawns it! He pawns it. Oh, my it. God, dude. <laughs> he pawns it and then uses that money to place a bet. Uh. So now that I think about it, he had a plan. I, I, I'm Now that I've... <laughs> Once you get to the end of this film, I feel like you are in Howard's line of logic. Like, you understand the moves that he's making, right? So, he let him take the stone because he knew that it was going to propel him to have a a great game. Mm -hmm. He took the ring as collateral. He was going to pawn the ring to get that money. They don't sell the ring when you pawn it. You can get it back within a certain time period, right? So, get that money, place the bet, win $600,000, which is what he was slated to win, and then just get the ring back and everything would be groovy. He could pay uh, Arno. He, I mean, and then he which could, he thought he did win. Well, he did win. It's just that the bet was canceled. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm saying like he he's thinking like everything's golden, but then Arno right. cancels the bet. Anyway, yes. Uh, moving on. Which is tragic that Arno canceled that bet. Well, it's just like I think my like in my head I'm like just get enough to pay back what you owe. Right. And then just start over. And at multiple points he has enough to pay back. Exactly. What he owes. And I want to talk about the the tab. So he owes Arno a hundred thousand dollars. We assume that it's not like accruing interest or anything, because he never it never uh, they never up it. He's just always like, "Where's my hundred thousand dollars? Where's yep. my money?" So when he places that bet, how much did he pawn the ring for? Was it like twenty five k? Was it more than that? I thought it was more, but I think it is like it was like thirty five k. But there I was th- going to be it was a, there was going to be like an eight percent vig. Does yeah. that sound familiar? Yeah, I think somewhere it's in there. So Arno takes that money. So now his tab's only down to like sixty five thousand. 
seventy-five thousand somewhere in there, right? Yep. And then he sells the 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 precious stone for one hundred seventy-five. Well, okay, well, so hold on. He sells it one ninety to his uncle, right? Yeah. Is it his uncle? I think it's it's somebody like that. Yeah. Howard's father-in-law. Um, I don't know who he is, but he's in the family somehow because he was at that holiday thing. Yep. But then he has to sell it again to Kevin Garnett for a hundred and seventy-five. So he's gonna lose what fifteen? Oh yeah, you're right. Fifteen. Yeah, I think you're right. You're right. Um, he's gonna lose fifteen plus ten percent. Was it ten percent? Which is like thirty-eight. He promised, yeah, thirty-eight k. No, it wasn't ten percent then. It was like twenty percent. Anyways, there was a certain amount of money that he was he was going to. I think it was twenty percent. Yeah. So thirty-eight k taken out of that, but he still has enough money to pay it off. Yep. Does he do it? No. Why not? That's the thing, dude. Is like, <laughs> and, and what's funny is that he puts it on another bet for for a minute when 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 Kevin Garnett was buying actually came back to buy the the Opal. Mm-hmm. I thought he had finally been like okay. Because yeah. he just he just had that collapse with Julia, right? And he comes in, and it's not till like they start talking that he gets back in that zone where he's like, "No, like we can, I can do it." He's talking to, to KG, and he's like, "You know how how you know you're gonna let them tell you that you know that that you're not gonna get six you know have whatever nine rebounds." Yeah. And it's not till he starts. He's like, he's like, "That's I'm doing that for me." He's like, sure. "I'm not in sports. This is what I'm doing." He I thought for sure he was like. Got it, cash. Let's do it. Because right. they were walking in. He's like, "This is it." But no. Are you? I mean, like, I would. <sighs> you know what I'm thinking about right now? What? I'm like putting the pieces together in my head. This. Yeah. The more I think about this film, the more I like it because. Uh, it's a great film. It's a great film. Again, now obviously, Howard's logic is flawed, but his yes. logic is consistent. Yes. Because he's selling the rock to KG, right? So he knows that KG is going to have another good game. That's why he ultimately decides to place the bet. But think about this for a second. When KG comes into his uh, like shop for the first time and mm-hmm. sees the stone back in his office, uh, he's talking about something like, uh, my job as a basketball player is to find the way to win. This is how I win. And he's pointing at the rock. Like, I need this. Mm-hmm. Let me borrow this. I need this. And then um, uh, Lakeith Stanfield, what's his character's name in the in the movie? Uh, it starts with a D. Uh, Damani. Damani. That's it. Damani. Damani is like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll get it. I'll bring it to you tomorrow morning, nine a.m. It'll be fine. You know, and he, he takes the rock, but he's yeah. saying this rock is the way that I win. This is yep. how I win. At the end, when he's sitting in the office talking to him, he's like, "You're a basketball player. You do this. You do that. Uh, I have to do it with my mind. I have to do it, you know, by making yeah. these bets. This is how I win." And he points at the rock again. Yeah. You know, this is how I, and that's when he starts talking about the bet yep. about, you know, let's, let's put money on this. You're going to get this many rebounds, this many points. You're going to win the tip, all that stuff. Right? Yeah. And, and, uh, KG's like, you're a madman, but it makes sense. Like his logic, his brain is consistent throughout the, f- does that make sense? Yeah. Like, but it's just, it's fresh. It's so frustrating. It is frustrating. Because it's just like, you, he's not trying to make back what he owes. He's trying to just get rich. Right. You know? You know what other character frustrates me in this film yep. is Damani. Damani. Yes, he pisses me off, dude. He's supposed to. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I like him. But also, like, I'm sorry, and I don't have the history that that these characters have together, obviously, because they're mm-hmm. not real, but did, why would you ever think that you're going to get that rock back at 9 a.m.? Right. Why would you ever think that? From Damani's perspective or from... From Howard's perspective. Yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know, but he's not thinking about that because if he wins that bet, which he did, it just didn't actually get placed. Yeah. His problems are kind of gone anyways. Yeah. Right? Now, he's still upset when he doesn't get the rock at 9 a.m. Yeah. But the way Damani approaches certain things, I understand what his job is. His job is to bring in clients. Yep. You know, he hangs out with, like, stars and brings them into these shops, yep. right? But he's consistently, not that Howard's any better, but he's, like, consistently lying to Howard. Like, at one point, he's like, I have the rock in my car. Yeah, and he doesn't. He just doesn't. Yeah. I don't understand the purpose of that lie. Yeah. Because it causes Howard to meet up with him, and then later on, he doesn't even want Howard there. So why wouldn't he just, like, ignore the phone call? Yeah. Or, you I know mean, what he, I mean? Because like, then, then they they meet up at the weekend show. Right. Which is, according on, on Howard's side, it's the purpose of this meetup is to get the rock. Right. And then Damani's like, I'm just but here to see is, the weekend. What is... De- but Damani wasn't even planning on going to the show, remember? He's like, yeah. oh, I wasn't planning on it, but I could I could make an appearance. Yeah. He's hanging out with Trinidad James and some other famous people. Yep. But what was the purpose of Damani being there, I guess, is, is my question. If it wasn't to bring The Rock, well, that's, which, is, which is Howard's, that's Howard's point. point. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, then why are you here? You were supposed to bring The Rock. And Dwayne never makes an appearance in this nope. film. He does not. He's too, he's he's too busy for filming Black Adam. Right. I don't know, dude. It's just a mess. Like his whole life is a mess. Because then there's that whole subplot where like, uh, his Julia's, family life sucked. Julia's doing coke with the weekend. Right. And all this stuff. And then yeah, like his family life. And then Arno's in his family. What? Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me, dude? Yeah. Ugh. That was wild when they go to the. Uh, whatever they're doing, and they're they're reading from the Torah and throwing wine yeah. on the plate, and then Arno's just there staring. Is that at not him. Passover? I don't know. Maybe it's Pat. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess it's. I'd well, no, because that's where they are when he says, "We we agree we're, we were going to wait until Passover, isn't it?" Or no, that's they're just like downstairs because okay. he's watching the game. And she's like, "Go upstairs, whatever." And she comes down, and she's like, "I'm tending to just read the kids out here and just do this right now." I he's have another fun fact. What's that? <laughs> tell me. Can you tell I have ADD? Of course. Um, so the house that they're in? Yes. Did it look familiar to you? Not the house that the Passover's celebrated at, no, but, no, but like uh, their house? Their house. Nah. Where is it? It is, uh, Freddie Mercury's house in, uh, oh, the, the Queen biopic. Oh, wow. Cool. Like, when it's, like, raining and he's, like, all sad and stuff and he's wow. in that, like, house. It's the same house. I watched something a while back. I think it was something that we watched together and it was, like, that's the cabin that is in Endgame. Because that cabin's in... Uh, Sonoya. Was it? Georgia. It wasn't uh, Knives Out, was it? No. The For those of you, this doesn't matter, but the, the cabin that Tony Stark lives in uh, in Endgame is not far from where we live. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, dude, like, I just, I don't like anybody in this movie. <laughs> like, See, I liked Adina Menzel's character a lot. <laughs> oh no, yeah, she was great, but she she, like she she was not involved in in this all this stuff. Right. Like I think I really look. But her like her ability to just like not take anything he says yes, at face value and not take. I his was shit. So, I loved that scene where like, and I knew exactly what was happening when she was in that dress. Yeah. And he like looked at her and I said, "Oh, he's gonna try and like." Yeah. Boy and like be all and he's sweet. like, look at my eyes. Look at me. Look at how sincere yeah. I am. And she's like, you and have she a just stupid face. <laughs> you have the stupidest face. But I just because that's such a toxic thing mm-hmm. where it's like he prides himself, I assume, on being the smooth talker, and it works right. sometimes for him. It does. 
where he's like, look, I love you. Like, he's like, that's, she, she's trash. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't need her. I just, you know, I'm going to do this again. Let me just try again. And I think it's powerful to show a woman in that situation say, no. Yeah. You dumbass. <laughs> it's your fault. Right. Get out of here. Right. I don't want to ever touch you or see you ever again. Right. I mean, for her to say, like, I didn't want to touch you. Like, yeah. You know, like. It was great. Mm, awesome. I love, like, I, I, I've, you, you. And then everyone you comes go, in and Elsa. she, she is a part of that family. And he's, like, not at all. He's so yeah. disconnected the whole yeah. time. He's on his phone trying to wheel and deal. Well, he's obsessed with everything. You know what I'm right. saying? And like, oh, dude, it's just a mess. And it's like, sometimes I feel bad for Howard. Sure. But then I don't. Well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like when he got punched in the face and thrown into the fountain, I was like, oh, damn. That's, mm-hmm. That sucks. Yeah. But then, like, when he's when he getting got this sh- money and thrown in, like, a bed, I'm like, you're an idiot. Right. I don't know. Right. Um, when he was uh, stripped naked by who we found out later was his, like, like in-law. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, and thrown into his own trunk. And then uh, his wife had to pop the trunk, and she's just, like, disgusted with him. Like, I get it. Yeah. But I kind of felt bad for him in that moment. Yeah. I just... I felt bad for his whole family in that moment. Yeah, like, you just... It's obvious that he's not cut out for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not cut out to, like, run from hitmen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like... Some are hitmen. Some are, like... <laughs> his I think, cousins? <laughs> I think they were... They, are those his cousins? I don't know, dude. The I don't two, know. like... The the guy with like the the gray curly See, hair yeah and who he's like they? is that your hired muscle and it's like another guy with gray curly yeah, hair yeah but like also he's like, not intimidated by them at all right so hold on so that's more debts they right. he owes them something sure flawless he has the Michael Jackson cross right we find out later that was flawless's and he pawned it off right he also stole a bunch of uh, Damani's watches yeah because he's been wearing them and getting using them to pay debts right? yeah yep. And probably selling them. I don't know, but uh, they were fake. But still, that's crazy, man. It's just crazy. Like it's just, and it just never stops. No. It's well, wonderfully it done. It 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 ends in a a pull of a trigger. See, yeah, like that's the thing is that even Arno gets killed. Yeah, you know, like I guess this dude. I don't know. He just snapped. I don't know. Uh, but the the henchman. I don't know why I thought. It would end any differently, like Phil? really, Phil. I I think when when he landed the bet, right? Sure. And even Arno's like, he did it. Like this dude fucking did it. Like it looks like it's gonna be like a feel good. I like, was like, oh, I was like, oh my god, thank goodness. You know, it looks like Arno's okay with this. Like, like he's gonna get his money. They'll hate each know, other, but at least they'll be like, okay, we're done. You know, right? Uh, uh, and then uh, Phil just right in the face, bang, kills him. Uh, and then and then he wasn't gonna kill Arno. I don't know what he was gonna do with Arno, but he's Arno's henchman, so I don't get. What his end game was there, but then Arno tries to run away, and then Phil Phil's just done with all their shit. Yeah, but it's so funny because this ending was shocking, right? Like, but how else could this trajectory it, it, have ended? Having this movie end in a positive way would have been it would have made less sense. Would have would have uh, made the film worse. Yeah, um, I just I don't know. Like it, it's just it's funny because like. Um, even like Arno is like, what have you done? Right. What have you done? Um, and I noticed one line that Phil says, where he's like, he's like, get get the camera, get he's like, get the bags. He says, like, I'll fix this. Mm-hmm. Which I felt like in that moment was like a panic for him. He's like, oh shit, like what have I done? Um, I don't know. It just because then like at the end he says like I can't find the cameras and then like they've the right. mess just 
Demetrius just transferred to somebody else. You know sure. what I'm saying? Like, they'll never get into this business. Whiskey, what are you doing? <laughs> are you watching the fan? She is in a mood. Um. Anyway, yeah. I don't know, dude. Like, do you think <sighs> about the weekend? I mean, he wasn't in it that much. I think it was fine. Yeah. Um. Cool. I just think it's like it's interesting to show that whole like subculture, if you will. You know. Well, apparently. Uh, do you have minus idea for me? Minus the the gambling. This is like very accurate to the real diamond district in New York City. That's crazy, dude. Like all the wheeling and dealing and, That's and crazy. borrowing this and apparently Robin uh, Peter to pay Paul. Uh there's a, a famous there's a couple of famous like jewelry dealers in the Diamond District, one of whom is in the film. I think it Gary plays or the guy that plays Gary is like a, a, a like a dealer like a jewelry okay, dealer. Like, like, yeah, like a famous um but one of them Apparently, like Takashi Six Nine, you know who that is. Yeah, the dude with the rainbow hair and the tattoo face, whatever. Yeah, that guy. Uh, he, he went to prison, I thought. He did. He's out. Um, but apparently, at some point, maybe before he went to prison, maybe after, he he it was a similar situation where he borrowed jewelry from one of these people and just never gave it back. You know, and that kind of stuff happens. Apparently, I don't know. I don't know why they would ever let someone borrow it. Maybe That's to like get their dude. name out there. And uh, but apparently, like someone. Uh, Who's the guy at the beginning who's like, this is ridiculous. He ripped my shirt. I'm leaving. And oh, you're gonna, like, y- you're going to miss me. You see? You see? He's a real uh, jewelry dealer in the Diamond District. And I think he actually made those Furby things. Really? Like, he actually made those. Yeah. Wow. So, see, that's fun just, little facts. I don't know, man. Fun little facts about the film. I really enjoyed this one. I, I. Personally. Ah. I think it does a good job of making you really anxious. Let me look up the. Like, think about. Think about. Films, to me, if a film makes me cry, it it gets a check mark, right? Oh yeah, this so is this like, is a great movie. Uh, this film doesn't make you cry, but it no. it still has an equal level of emotional impact. It's just anxiety. It's not it's not sadness or yeah, you know something See, like that. I was talking to my my mom earlier today about um, this is kind of sad. Sorry, but my parents' dog, who's sixteen years old, literally. Mm-hmm. Got him when I was twelve. Has dementia, yes. Um, and so she was mentioning. She's like, you know, he has good days and bad days. And I said, well, actually, there's this film that we watched called The Father about dementia. Yada yada. Mm-hmm. I said it's a, it's a, it's incredible. It's really sad, but it's really really beautiful movie. And she said she was like, I don't like movies like that. And I was like, what that like make you feel that are like powerful? Yeah. Um, that's not a jab to my mom. I'm sorry, mom, if you listen to this, I don't think she does, but. Um, but like these, this this is a great movie. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make you feel good. No, but it's not supposed to. No, you know. And I think if you approach films as just I want to go, uh, I just want to feel good for two hours and forget the world, then you would love Marvel. You would love mm-hmm. Star Wars. You would love. You might not love the end of like. <laughs> Infinity War. No, but I'm but I'm <laughs> I'm saying like 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 that's fine. Those are. Uh, larger than life fantasy films, but like, right. you're missing out on a lot of beautiful m- films that sure. are about like the human experience, right? Um, and this movie does it's just like you just never, never ends. Um, and keep in mind that Arno dies happy, 
Like he's laying on the he ground does, with a smile on his face, with a bullet in his face and, and a smile on his face. Yeah, like he's. Did you La- notice? Last thing he th- knew, he just won a million dollars. Right, and he was he was never gonna be happy without that win. So yeah. like, he wouldn't have had any other way. It was yep. worth the bullet for him. Yeah, I, I would think. Um, one last thing, if you look at the like poster for this film, you know it's all black, uh, which is Adam Sandler's face, right? Mm-hmm. He's touching where he gets shot. It's like yeah. a little, little, little subtle, yeah, subtle just, nod. I was about to say, I, I'm looking at it right now, uncut. Jim's on a pull it up. Um, yeah, All right, dude, like it's like that's that's actually a, that's a great poster. It is. That's a much more creative poster than you probably realize. Not you, but people. Right. Just Sam trying to buy black. You know, trying to buy just like darkness and the abyss. That's all there is. It's just mm-hmm. him. Anyway. Let's do some review stuff real quick. Uh, sitting at 91%, certified fresh. From the critics. And is rotten <laughs> at 52%. 52%. You said, I, audience. I was telling you the scores before we before you watched this film, and yes. you said these are uh, Last Jedi scores. Yes, where the critics and the fans had a, a big disagreement. Massive. Well, it's a little different one, because I don't know this movie has fans like Star Wars, but critics sure. and audience. Um. So I want to read a couple things. Here we go, and let's see. Let's let's see if you would, uh, agree. Okay. It's a brilliantly exhausting movie that Gaffer tapes us to the motormouth New York gym dealer and degenerate gambler Howard Ratner. The thrill and despair of addiction is palpable. Mm-hmm. Uh, a terrific, really convincing supporting cast. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. Let's see here. Um. When relief finally comes, it's heartbreaking. I would agree with that 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a rotten one. None of it's there because it ought to be. It's there because they want it. doesn't make any sense. The Safty <laughs> brothers are out to make viewers into balls of stress when watching Uncut Gems. I'll mm-hmm. pass on another experience like this one. See, I feel like the directors w- would be fine with that review. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they'd be like, "That's fine. Sure. No, it's not for you." Um, so we had a suggestion uh, that because <laughs> when we did Shrek three or Shrek the third, we read some like really bad one star reviews. It was funny. Yeah, it was funny to read those reviews. Yes, we had a suggestion that for every film that we do, we should read some one star reviews. One star reviews. So I've I've pulled some up. Okay. Uh, these are one star reviews for Uncut Gems. All right. Pat says, too much loud yelling and cussing. Bad ending. We were the only two people in the theater. (laughs) Do you think that's an accurate review? (laughs) Okay, this is a segment. This is a segment for that long. I love this. Bro, what are you talking about? All right, go on. Okay, Stephen K says, horrible. Without question, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Just annoying crosstalk and loud blather and yapping. Don't watch it. Sucked. <laughs> Helen says, I just did not like it. <laughs> Helen. Oh, that, poor Helen. That's all she said. Here's one that's that's more aligned to what you said, but I don't think they liked it at all. Okay. They said, it, it was okay, but I would never want to see it again. <laughs> it was too busy, kind of hard to follow because Adam Sandler's character is so loud and obnoxious. Based on the name of the movie and the previews, I was thinking Jewel Thief, but was surprised what Adam's issues really were. Not for you. 
Not for you. This one here, yeah. I found one. This one's kind of long, but I just think it's funny. It says, uh, Adam Sandler plays Mr. Bill in a world full of sluggos. <laughs> was it supposed to be funny? I laughed, I laughed a few times at the ludicrousness of the situations, but I don't think it, that was intended. It would have gotten a second star if they had given it the Hollywood ending they were setting us up for. <laughs> but after two hours of meanness, they weren't going to let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. Right. All right, give me a couple more. Uh... ABS Abs said, no redeeming parts, even the Q&A and foul language, and I hated it. <laughs> I don't know what the, even the Q&A. Oh, wait, I've got a, I've got a half star. I've got a half star. Okay. You want to hear it? Even better, yeah. Stop ruining movies with background music playing over the dialogue. <laughs> it's effing infuriating. That's not, a, that's not about the movie. <laughs> right, it's not about the movie at all. Here's one that's interesting to me, because I did not think, what did you think about the pacing of this film? If you could describe the pacing in one word. Brisk, but it should be. Brisk. Okay, so this review well, says... Well, no. I would say... That's fine. Brisk is fine. Erotic. Erotic. <laughs> <laughs> what do you... Describe the pace no, of this... Hold on. Describe What's the, the pace of this movie in one oh. word. <laughs> hold oh. on a second. What's the word I'm looking for? I can't Erotic. think of it. I can't think of it. I can't think of it. Erratic? Erratic. Oh, my God. <laughs> Erotic. I'm sorry. Very, very I'm sorry. erotic pacing. I, my head is my my brain is exhausted. <laughs> All right, continue. Okay, so keep that in mind. Oh, this this review, David says, slow, 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 one dimensional film, ready to leave after twenty minutes. Dialogue slash scripting was brutal. How this film is not being panned beggars belief. Bro, this was not slow. Slow, slow, slow. Here's one more half erotic ha- half star. Uh, easily one of the most boring and dumbest movies I've, I've ever watched. The only plus in the entire film is that as Adam Sandler, and even and even then his character is incredibly off-putting. He's not supposed to be likable. All right, give me one more. Right. Um. Disliked everything about it. Never been so glad to see a movie end. Endless, chaotic, pointless story of a loser whose world is collapsing down around him, and in the context of the story, rightfully so. I feel like they half got it. <laughs> like they got the fact that his world is collapsing and, and you know, it's it's deserved because yes. of his lifestyle and, and everything. But um Oh man. You know, All right. How would you rate this film? What's what's your what's your tomato meter? What's your Zachometer? It's gonna be an A. Yeah. I'm giving it an A. It's not it's not isn't it's no Minari. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Gotcha. Um, but I'd say like a low A, ninety-one, ninety-two, somewhere in there. Cool. What about you? Uh, I'm gonna say also like a ninety. Okay. Like for the n- sheer ninety, just for the sheer fact that it's just that masterfully made. Um, for what it, the dire- sorry, I didn't mean to. You to, to, to I was gonna say for like it does exactly what they wanted to do. Yeah, I was about to say for what the message that they wanted to portray yep. and how they wanted to get that message across. I think they were spot on. Yes. You know. I don't want to watch it again, though. <laughs> At least not anytime soon. See, I would. Uh, although I will say, when I rewatch this, it doesn't get better. I mean, the anxiety doesn't get better yeah. on the second one. It's almost worse because you know how it ends. Ugh, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. All right, cool. Well, the final question. Uh, but is it good? I think so. Yeah. I think it's a good movie. It's a, it's a, it's it's a, from a objective filmmaker's perspective, it is a great film. Objectively. Objectively, interesting. Okay. What do you mean? Well, because everything, everything has a, a, a level of subjectivity to it. You know. Well, I, I would say subjectively, from my perspective, it's a great film. 
Okay. I just want to watch it. But again. you're saying objectively. I think if you argue that this film is poorly made, you don't understand filmmaking. Okay. That's my opinion. All right. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway, let's wrap it up. Zach, where can they find us? You can find us on Twitter at B-I-I-G podcast. You can send us an email at B-I-I-G podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And you can hang out with Hunter over on the Instagram you can. at But Is It Good Podcast. But Is It Good Podcast, yes. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe, sub- subscribe, subscribe. <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> anyway, like, subscribe, follow, share. Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your brother, tell your sister, tell your um, dog, tell your cat, tell anybody. Um, you have a suggestion for what you want to hear? Let yeah. us know. If you have any suggestions for any more movies with erotic pacing, <laughs> sorry. Let us know. Oh, I'm tired. Uh, well, but it can be a one-off. It can be a series. Let us know. Lay yeah. it on us. Um, uh, as we said, next week we will be doing. We're starting the Space, Space Jam, Jam two series, beginning with Space Jam two and working backwards to Space Jam one. Mm-hmm. Um, Thus, ending the debate on who is the goat. Yes. Is it MJ? We'll is see. It, is it and LeBron? then that might actually set us up for Suicide Squad. Is it Kareem? Squad. No one ever talks about Kareem. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Or Wilt. You know, Wilt did great things. He did. Anyway, that might set us up to see Suicide Squad. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, but cool. Yep. Uh, that's all we got for this week. Mm-hmm. If you want to have a heart attack, go watch Uncut Gems. It's a great movie. Don't get me wrong. It's a great movie. Adam Wonderful. Sandler did a great job. Hopefully you've seen it if you're listening to this. Yeah. If not, we spoiled it for you. Spoiled the whole plot. All right, cool. We good? Yeah. All right. But it's a good podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah.